and I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Welcome to a bonus episode of Home Dance Film Festival, where we're covering this year's Oscars. Yes, we're a couple of Oscar obsessives, and we just felt like we want to give our input into the race and maybe help you possibly win an Oscar pool. <laughs> Probably not. We are not. <laughs> we, we will not be held responsible for lost Oscar pools, but we will do our best. Don't at me. Yes. <laughs> we're amateurs. So... Jessica, hmm. shall we just dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're going to try and make this short and sweet for everyone because anyone who's following the Oscars or cares enough to listen has probably heard 80 podcasts about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are just our thoughts. For best visual effects, we have Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. I think that it will probably go to Tenet. That's what I feel. But, I mean, it could be Love and Monsters as well, I think. I have problems thinking that enough Academy members will actually watch Love and Monsters to give it to them. True. I guess maybe that's more of, like, I'd be okay if that won. Yeah. I'd also be okay if Tenet won. Yeah, I think Tenet is very likely to win. And it does... That movie hinges on its visual effects, so Mm -hmm. I think it's the most likely. With maybe the Dark Horse being the Midnight Sky, because space. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'll probably pick Tenet for my ballot. Yeah, I would do. Moving on. Best production design. We have The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. I'm also going to say Tenet for this one. Based on the trends so <laughs> far, this seems like Mank will take it in a walk. That's like, that was my second guess, but I just didn't think that they would give it to Mank. But I don't know. Old school Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Had those elaborate Hollywood locales and glitzy, yeah. glamorous shots. Tenet just has nice buildings. and But it's got all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. The Father, I hear, has really interesting production design, but it's more modern. And I don't think... I think it's when was being nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll actually win. Mank has to win something. <laughs> Apparently, that's what Apparently, I'm told. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this will be where it's a shoe in. I'm still going to say tenant. Okay. Bold. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Because I don't that. care. <laughs> you don't care about being right? <laughs> I'm throwing caution to the wind. <laughs> okay, this is your no guts, no glory pick. It is. Okay. Moving on to best makeup and hairstyling. We have Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank and Pinocchio. This one's tougher for me because Emma was winning awards, but then Ma Rainey's Black Bottom has so much into it, and also Hillbilly Elegy, I guess. But I feel like it's between Emma and Ma Rainey, but I think it's it's still going to go to Emma. Ma Rainey won at the BAFTAs, mm. but this is my no guts, no glory. I think it's going to be Pinocchio Oh, because most of that was done through makeup and not visual effects. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know anything about that one. (laughs) 
just to catch people up, we are recording this exactly a week before the Oscars, and we still have a few to get through, but we will be catching up on Pinocchio a little later this week. I think if people watch it, they will have to give it to Pinocchio because it's the most makeup. Hmm. But I could understand how Ma Rainey could pull it off. I mean, they made Viola Davis look pretty rough, so... Yeah, there's so much gone into that, so... I don't know which I would prefer right now. Probably Pinocchio, just because it'd be an interesting win. (laughs) But if Ma Rainey wins, I won't be mad at it. Yeah, I don't really have any preference. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on... We're going to Best International Feature Film, which is between Another Round, Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and Quo Vadis Aida. I feel like maybe it would be between Another Round and Collective, but then I've seen a lot of good things about Quo Vadis Aida. Yeah, people freaking love Quo Vadis Aida. Yeah, so, so it makes me unsure. Despite that, I would have a hard time imagining that it will not be Another Round. Yeah. The only reason another round hasn't won more is because in a lot of categories Minari has been a nominee because Mm. voting bodies are stupid but (laughs) yeah I think another round will end up winning because it's the most popular and people love Mads Mikkelsen and it was nominated for best director so that shows it has support yeah I feel like that's probably the winner but the upsets could be one of the other two that I mentioned yeah spoiler alert I'm not sure if Collective is even gonna win in best documentary so i have a hard time believing it would win outside of the category it would most likely have the best chance in yeah but i don't know maybe when we watch quo vada saida we'll say yeah that does have a better chance because it's great that doesn't always mean anything quality doesn't mean anything (laughs) correct (laughs) just to say i really loved another round when we watched it yeah i enjoyed it and i'm not i'm not mad at its best director nomination but we'll get there (laughs) so far my personal favorite is another around. We will move on to best film editing, which is between The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I feel like it has to be The Trial of the Chicago 7, but I would like for Promising Young Woman to win, but I think maybe, maybe Sound of Metal a little bit, but I feel like it's going to be The Trial of Chicago 7. I hate that you're probably right. (laughs) I just, I think yesterday, Trial of the Chicago 7 won at ACE, Mm. which is the editing body, but it did tie with Sound of Metal at Critics' Choice. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Sound of Metal won editing at BAFTA. Don't quote me. It It did. did. I just saw that. Okay. Before yesterday, before Trial won, I was going to say Sound of Metal. And now today, I'm also still going to say Sound of Metal because (laughs) I'm not going to let Trial with my brain like that. The Oscars are so strange this season, so I don't know. Yeah, I get why Trial may more so have a chance because it's dealing with the different timelines and getting everything straight. There's so much editing. There's so much (laughs) But Sound of Metal, it needs all the awards because it's amazing. Oh, for sure. And it does have, it's subtle editing, but it's very well done editing. Mm. And I would love for it to get recognition. Yeah. I'm going with my heart more. So even though it's an informed decision, I think I'm not going to let Trial of Chicago 7 drag me down. I'm going with Sound of Metal. (laughs) That would be great if it won. Or Promising Young Woman, but it's not. Sound of Metal and Promising Young Woman are pretty much tied for me. Because as we said, whenever we were reviewing Promising Young Woman, that movie lies by yeah it's, it is it's so, so toy yeah it's polished it's solid i wish it had more of a chance if it pulls a quote-unquote upset i will be so pleased <laughs> yeah 
Now getting to some of the short films. These are the categories where Oscar pulls are made or broken. (laughs) So getting into best documentary short subjects, I will give a little bit more context to each of these. It's between Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, Hunger Award, and A Love Song for Latasha. So Colette is a movie about a 90-year-old French resistance survivor from World War II who travels to Germany to see the concentration camp where her brother died with this young French docent who is writing a story on French resistance fighters who were killed by the Nazis in World War II. A Concerto is a Conversation is a story between a composer and his grandfather who is telling basically the story of his life before he dies to his young composer grandson and it's very touching. Do Not Split is an intense look at the conflict between China and Hong Kong in recent years. Hunger Ward is about a hunger ward for malnourished children in Yemen I believe and it's rough (laughs) and A Love Song for Latasha is a memory piece about a young black girl who was killed in a convenience store and it's her family reflecting on her life and leading up to that moment. So five pretty hard-hitting, some more emotionally resonant than others. I'm kind of stumped on this one because I can't really tell what they're gonna go for. I feel like they might go more for either Colette or a concerto as a conversation, even though the other three are pretty intense, like important subjects. But I feel like the first two, the voters, the Academy might be more into. Yeah. Each time we would watch one of these, I was like, okay, this is the one. And then we'd watch another one. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Mm. Maybe this is the one. So looking at some of the other prognosticators and stuff, people seem to think that a concerto is a conversation is in the top spot. I wasn't thinking that before looking at it. And usually with these categories, I kind of have to go with my gut. And I was thinking that Colette seems to be the most likely due to the subject matter of the Holocaust. And it's a very tight, like 20 minute look. And it's very emotionally devastating. Mm -hmm. Just a woman remembering her brother and visiting concentration camps. It's tailor-made for the Oscars, really. Yeah. One that I really wish would probably have a good chance of winning, which I'm not sure if it will, is Do Not Split, because that one is intense. Yeah, that's probably my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, all of the, like, firebombs and Molotov cocktails that were being thrown around was insane. Mm-hmm. So anyone who has a chance to watch at least that one, I would highly recommend it. Hunger Ward it's, like I said, it's rough. Mm-hmm. And just seeing all of those very frail children is tough. So it would not surprise me if that one also had a good chance. Yeah, it's very painful to watch. My random ass pick is <laughs> Colette. I'm going for that because Holocaust. I think I'm going to stick with, well, it was between those two, but I think I'm going to go with a concerto as a conversation just because whenever we watched it, I was like, I feel like this is it. <laughs> it's very nice. Yes, that's why I feel like it's it. <laughs> it depends on what what the voters are wanting this year. Yeah. Next best documentary feature between Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. 
I feel like it would be possibly between Collective, My Octopus Teacher, and Time, but I would love for the mole agent to win. That's what I want to win. Yeah. But I think, actually, maybe it might be just between Collective and Time. You're not feeling My Octopus Teacher? I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because Time is getting so much attention and everyone really loves it. And then people who see Collective really love it too. But then I know people will love My Octopus Teacher. I, I really enjoyed it. It's really nice, but I don't know. I just don't know. Whenever we watched The Mole Agent last year at Sundance, I was pulling it for it ever since then, so I was thrilled that it got nominated. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has a chance to win, but (laughs) it is my favorite amongst all of these. Collective is very good, and I think it has a chance. Based on recent trends and it just being a nice movie, I would think My Octopus Teacher is what I'm going to pick, because I think it won the BAFTA Award, and I think PGA, the Producers Guild, Mm -hmm. it's won a lot of awards in recent weeks so i'm not sure if that's going to stop <laughs> time is mostly made of pre-existing footage which the documentary i know it's the whole academy voting for this award now that it's been nominated but i'm not sure i feel like the octopus has it it might i'm going with octopus though my octopus teacher okay so mm. what, what what are you settling on it was a tough year so maybe they're just they're wanting nice out of all of the pandemic stuff so maybe my octopus teacher it's definitely in the running that's for sure so maybe i'll go with that Moving on to Best Cinematography, we have Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, The Trial of Chicago 7. I think it's got to be Nomadland. This is one of the easier categories. I think I pretty much definitely going to be Nomadland. That Mm -hmm. movie is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I think if there was a runner-up, it would be Mank because (laughs) black and white. It's not going to take down Nomadland. It shouldn't. Best live-action short film, Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. So Feeling Through is a movie about a homeless African-American gentleman who comes into contact with a blind and deaf man and just kind of their relationship helping him out and how that changes his perspective slightly. And it's very nice. The Letter Room stars Oscar Isaac and as a prison worker who reads the letters that come in and go out of the prison and the way he develops a kind of, not an obsession, but an interest in in a prison inmate's life through those letters. The present is about a father and daughter in the Israeli-occupied West Bank trying to cross the Israeli border to go into Bethlehem to buy a gift for his wife and the interactions they have at that checkpoint. It's pretty intense and frustrating. Two Distant Strangers is a really inventive time loop drama that deals with, it's like Groundhog Day, but with gun violence perpetrated on an African-American gentleman by a police officer and it's a tough watch and White Eye is a story about a guy who finds his stolen bike and the problems that arises whenever he tries to get it back so this one I'm also not sure on I'm just gonna say feeling through because I like that one the best I think people think that the letter room might have it just because Oscar Isaac is in it but I honestly feel that was one of the weaker ones out of every Everything. Mm-hmm. I love Oscar Isaac and he was fine in it, but it just didn't really make an impact. No. I will also say Feeling Through because it was very touching and it's mm-hmm. very concise story. And the fact that they had a real blind and deaf person playing that role, I think really helped the story. It was very nice. If anything else was to contend with that in my mind, it would be 
the two distant strangers because the time loop element and the commentary of no matter what people of color do that they will be targets for the police Mm -hmm. and how it's a never-ending cycle while still somehow coming out with a positive ending like hopeful kind of it's not cheery but it's more you can't break my spirit basically i've read some negative feedback on that just there's a youtube thing a youtube short or sketch Mm -hmm. that's called like groundhog day for a black man Mm -hmm. and it's basically the same thing so people were surprised that they didn't credit that and then i also agree with this part that the acting is a little bit wooden and Mm -hmm. awkward in some places throughout not the sketch because this is a short so i agree with that the acting wasn't the best but i don't know what the academy like i don't know how they feel about it it seems to be one of the more socially relevant ones so it would not surprise me to see them going with that this is the one where i'm going to say they go for the heart and say feeling through yeah i hope they do now on to best animated short we have burrow genius loki if anything happens i love you opera and yes people burrow it's the pixar short that was accompanied soul about a young rabbit who is trying to make a home for itself in the ground and it meets other critters and it's cute genius loki i'm probably not saying that right is more of a memory piece it's kind of abstract and deals in watercolors and other art forms a memory piece going through a city life in Paris, I believe. If Anything Happens, I Love You is a very devastating short about parents dealing with the aftermath of losing a child in a school shooting and how they deal with that. Opera, I'm not sure if I got everything that was going on with this short, but I really liked it. It's a very visually complicated look at this small society and... They're creating an opera. (laughs) We can get into that a little bit. Uh, Yes, people, it's just a bunch of people living in a building who are annoying the crap out of each other, basically. Yeah. What, what do you think of these? My inclination is to say the Pixar short because it's yeah. Pixar, but I would love if, if anything happens, I love you one, because that's probably my favorite. I also want if anything happens, I love you to win. Not only because picking Pixar just seems lazy year after year, which occasionally they don't, but if anything happens, I love you is so good. It's on Netflix. If anyone just wants to watch just that one, the use of music and animation, it's so, it's hard breaking but it's also quite lovely and and it's very relevant very relevant so the oscar voter doesn't want to just vote for pixar and wants to vote for something that's more socially relevant they will go for if anything happens i love you but opera that is such a visually interesting film i cannot imagine how long it took for them to animate every single little section yeah it was wild i think it might have something to do with people being controlled by the man and (laughs) because there was a figure up at the top who was kind of moving things back and forth and controlling everything that flowed down Mm -hmm. from the top. It's a very interesting short. I thought maybe the, because it looks like they're kind of in like a little uh, triangle house box thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it maybe had to do with kind of the setup of whenever you go to the the opera you know there's like the pit and the orchestra and mm. balconies and where people are in the stage like stage parts yeah so i thought it had something to do with that like physically and visually that's what they're trying to do i think that they're trying to tie together like the structure of an opera with society but i d- i know that i didn't get everything either i see there's just so much going on from section to section it was hard to take everything in 
just with the kind of kerfuffle near nearer to the end where uh, I don't want to spoil it, but there's just a lot going on. If it, The crescendo. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's always a dramatic part in the opera. Okay. And villains, and it's a story. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. We will talk more about this off air. <laughs> we'll just say we're both pulling for if anything happens, I love you. Yeah. Moving on to best costume design, we have Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. I'm going to say Emma for this. I'm also going to say Emma. Emma just seems so perfect for mm-hmm. this. The others, they're fine. Emma deserves something, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> if they just want to go for the typical gowns, period costumes, mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to best sound, we have Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, Sound of Metal. I'm going to say Sound of Metal. (laughs) I'm also saying Sound of Metal because sound is in the title. (laughs) Yeah. And that movie plays with sound so well. I would be pretty irritated. I'd be pretty ticked off. (laughs) Really? Chioed. If Sound of Metal did not at least win this because it is so integral to the story Mm -hmm. just with him losing his hearing and how the sound design works with that. Especially since both sound categories are now one category as of this year. (laughs) Yeah. I think... This is the one place where Sound of Metal should definitely win. If not, it's ridiculous. If if Greyhound wins, I'm going to be so irritated. Yeah. That movie is just so boring. Yeah. Best original score, we have The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. I'm going to go with Soul. I think it's almost definitely going to be Soul because they've had a clean sweep of the season. If anyone was too upset, I would think it'd be Minari. Hmm. But I don't see Soul losing this. Yeah. Soul's going to have a good night in terms of what it's nominated in. Yeah. This next one, it's, it's a little tricky for me. Me too. Best original song, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago 7. Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest. I.O. Scene from The Life of Head. And Speak Now, One Night in Miami. I'm thinking maybe Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. That's just my feeling, but I really don't know. <laughs> Conventional wisdom would say Speak Now from One Night in Miami because they want to award it something and mm-hmm. it's Leslie Odom Jr. and people want to give him an award. Yeah, I mean, that's my other guess. Also, Diane Warren has been nominated a bajillion times and never won. So she might win for The Life Ahead. It might be her time. To put this into context, the Oscars made us watch Breakthrough last year. Yeah. Because they wanted to nominate this woman. They love her, but they just haven't given her an award. The only song that really is integral to the story is Husevik. (laughs) Yeah. And if they actually go on the merits of what a best original song should be, yeah, <laughs> we might have Oscar-winning Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. That would be a really fun upset. I think it has a good chance, I think. That would be dope. I'm going to bet that people are going to be lazy and say, we've nominated Diane Warren for so many years. Let's just finally give it to her so people can say, we need to give it to her. Mm -hmm. And it'll be the life ahead and an upset over speak now. Mm -hmm. What are you going with? With what you've just said, if it is her time, and I know how the Academy loves to award people whenever it's their time or make them wait and everything, then maybe it will be that. I mean, I won't fault you if you either want to go with your heart for Husevik or (laughs) conventional wisdom with Speak Now. I will say I have no memory 
of Hear My Boys from Trial of Chicago 7. That is a musical blank spot for me. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I think it probably shouldn't have been nominated. I'm sure there were better songs out there. Even the metal song, like I think it's called Green from Sound of Metal, would have been more interesting than this. Yeah, yeah. But they would never nominate that. Even Wuhan Flu from Borat would have been better than this. And <laughs> yeah. It's like a minute long. Yeah. Best Original Screenplay. This is a fun one. <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. I'm going Promising Young Woman because I want it to win. (laughs) You can't bring personal feelings (laughs) into the Oscars, baby. You just said that I could vote with my heart on the last one. I know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I also am going for Promising Young Woman because they need to award that movie somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Sorkin already has one for the social network, so he's good. And Promising Young Woman is so well-written, and with that Best Directing nomination for Emerald, that she will likely not win. She, this will probably be considered a makeup prize for her. Yeah. But deserve it. It's not one of those consolation prizes where, like, oh, she didn't really deserve it. No, she deserves those. Yeah. She did a really good job. So, we're going with our heart, but also, she won WGA for Best Original. So it wouldn't be out of the blue. I think she's a strong favorite for it. Okay. Best Adapted Screenplay. Borat Subsequent Movie Film. The Father. Nomadland. One Night Miami and The White Tiger. This one I'm not really sure because I feel like Borat would be probably the better choice because a lot of work went into that. It's It was pieced together on the fly, basically. So I feel like it, it could be deserving, but I just, I don't know what they are thinking well so far nomadland has been winning a lot for chloe my number one is actually the father because it's a best picture nominee he is probably right outside of best director and it's a strong favorite for best actor as well they really love this movie across the board and chloe's already probably winning multiple awards Pro- so you can't give her too many no no <laughs> i mean if she wins People are expecting that she's at least in the top two, so it will not surprise me if she wins. If they want to spread the wealth, I think the father is the default choice, in my opinion. Okay, I could see that. And that'll probably be one that we're reviewing in the future after we see it, and hopefully we'll love it just as much as everyone, and it won't be a victim of hype for us. (laughs) Yeah. But Borat would be a fun choice. I just think it would piss so many people off. Oh, it would. It would for sure. But I think it had the most work done with it, for sure. Let's go to an easier one to predict. Best animated feature, Onward, Over the Moon. A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. It's gotta be Soul. It's gonna be Soul. <laughs> as much as Wolfwalkers fans really want an upset here, if anywhere, Pixar is the winner, it's gonna be here. And it's a deserved one. In most years, Pixar may win for something that might not necessarily be the best, but it is. Soul's a truly great movie. So. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to Ardman and a Shaun the Sheep movie <laughs> because I love their studio and animation style. So I'm just glad it was nominated. <laughs> Best actress in a supporting role. We have Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman for The Father. Amanda Seyfried for Mank. And Yoon Jung for Minari. I will say that both actress categories are really tough this Mm -hmm. year because, as we've said before, 
pretty much every year the women have way more things to choose from and it's a really hard choice because usually all the performances are amazing yeah so this one's really tough because glenn close has been nominated so many times and hasn't won it's that thing again where it's her turn right so she might sneak in there with it and i yeah. don't know but then yu Yoon, mm-hmm. i think would be a great choice she also has a chance to win so i don't know <laughs> I think this is where Minari gets its recognition in Yoon I think probably number two would be Maria. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, it's almost a pity that they just keep nominating her only for her to lose. Yeah. I just she has such stiff competition that mm-hmm. she she has to understand that she's probably not gonna be the number one spot for most people. Yeah, this was not the best performance for her. Yeah. But it's just the thing where they're just trying to give her her turn or whatever, so Yeah. And using Academy logic, Olivia Coleman has probably won too recently for the mm-hmm. father. And Amanda, she's just she's being christened as a newcomer even though she's been around for like 20 years yeah so it it gets her in the the pool now yeah (laughs) even though she probably should have been more in the conversation for first reformed but yes there has been a dearth of asian actresses throughout the oscar history and it's time for them (laughs) to give an oscar for this very worthy performance yeah she she was my favorite in that movie so it's it's very much deserved Best actor in a supporting role. We have Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. I wouldn't mind if Paul Racy won because that was a very subtle performance and very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, he's been a sweeper all season. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him losing once the television like televised awards started being presented but i do love paul racy so much i'm glad he at least got in for a nomination because that that performance is just so good and so heartbreaking but daniel is definitely worthy because that performance was intense yeah very just such a powerful performance that will very easily win him his Oscar, I believe. Yeah, you can definitely tell that he put his heart and soul and everything in it. Mm-hmm. Sasha, you did a lot this year, but it's not not for this, not no. over these other people. <laughs> Leslie, he was great in One Night in Miami, mm-hmm. even though I probably would have preferred Kingsley Banadier for his Malcolm X character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was way better. <laughs> But Leslie, he's more of a name, so yeah. I understand. But he did a good job. All of the gentlemen in One Night Miami did a good job. And then Lakeith, category confusion aside, it, it was a great performance as well. So yeah. I'm glad he at least got that recognition because he's been turning in solid work for years. Best actress in a leading role, super tough. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andre Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Francis McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Yeah, this one is wild. It's uh, it's all over the place with the awards and everything previously. Yeah. So I would really love for Carrie Mulligan to win. Mm-hmm. That would make me happy. But Viola Davis really does have a chance to win, so I'm really not sure. I don't know how this is going to go down. Yeah, we've had Andre Day win Golden Globes. Viola Davis win SAG, Carrie win Critics' Choice, Frances win the BAFTA, mm-hmm. because both Viola Davis and 
Carrie Mulligan were not nominated for the BAFTA award. Hmm. So she she was victorious over Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> and poor Vanessa Kirby, she's 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 just waiting. Yeah, she's overshadowed by all these. Which if she somehow snuck in and won this, I would honestly be pretty happy for her because that was an insane performance. Yeah, I thought it was a great performance, but I know people would be pissed if she won. Yeah, people hate on that movie for all the controversy surrounding it, but in terms of just pure performance, Vanessa Kirby was amazing. But I also really want Carrie to win. But Viola Davis, this is one of my favorite performances from her. And I would in no way be upset if she won. Yeah. I've said previously that I haven't always approved of her winning for roles like multiple wins for How to Get Away with Murder. (laughs) But this is one time I especially think that Viola Davis, if she won, I would wholeheartedly get behind it and say, yes, she knocked it out of the park because she made that movie. But But she was also only in the movie for, what, not that long, like 20 minutes or something of the whole movie? Yeah. But if they would have put her in in supporting, that would have... And Andre Day, that would be the case of an incredible incredible performance in a not-so-great movie. Yeah. (laughs) Which would be the Renee Zellweger effect with Judy. (laughs) So in terms of actually predicting, it would probably be smart to predict Viola, and it'd be a worthy win, but this is one where I have to go with my heart and say Carrie. Mm-hmm. Best actor in a leading role. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Gary Oldman in Mank. Steven Yoon for Minari. It's probably going to be Chadwick, but people are saying that Anthony Hopkins gave the best performance of his life. So, I mean, he could, he could sneak in there, but it's probably going to be Chadwick. I would really like if Riz Ahmed won, though. As I've told you off air, my great hope is that Riz Ahmed at least wins the Indie Spirit Awards because he deserves something for that wonderful performance. Yeah. But I think this is Chadwick's. I almost don't want Anthony Hopkins to win just because I don't want him to receive any kind of backlash from people thinking that he stole it from Chadwick or something because the internet can be so toxic. He doesn't deserve that. Chadwick, that's a genuinely great performance. Yeah. In my opinion, if they would have switched out Gary Oldman for Mads Mikkelsen, that would have been choice. Yeah, the Gary Oldman nomination was kind of a waste. (laughs) Yeah, he's just kind of coasting on his Darkest Hour stuff. Yeah, it wasn't a great performance. Not one of the five best of the year, though. No. Best Director, we have Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. This one, this category, I'm very excited about because we have two women nominated for directors, and that's awesome because it has never happened in the history of Oscars. The fact that it took this long is insane for even just two to be nominated. And I don't hear any noise about it being because it's a weak year because that's not true and just get that out of here. So I think it's got to be Chloe Zhao. And she would only be the second woman to ever win. After yes, Catherine that's what I was thinking yeah. of the two because Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Which is insane. Chloe's going to win this and mm-hmm. it will be much deserved. She's won all the awards. Yeah. If anyone besides Emerald came up and snatched it from her, I would be very upset. Yeah. I mean, the other guys, they do good work, but Chloe and Emerald are tops, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Best Picture, final category. We have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. 
I think it's got to be Nomadland. <laughs> and I would be fine with that. I'm totally good with that. And if there was some upset and it was Promising Young Woman, I would be fine with that. Or Sound of Metal, I'd be great with that. I do not want Trial of the Chicago 7 to win. I don't want it to. I'm not quite as negative on Trial of Chicago 7 as you, but I would also be very upset if it won just because it's so easy and conventional and boring. Mm -hmm. As a winner, I enjoyed the movie. My personal choice would be maybe Sound of Metal slightly over Promise Young Woman. Those are like my top two and then Nomadland, but Nomadland's going to win this. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not Trial or Mank, then I'm pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Even if Minari's... that's that's way better than trial and mink yes so that has been our quick takes on the oscar nominations our bonus episode yes so tweeted us to let us know what you think is going to win or what you are pulling for and check back again next week to hear some of our reactions to the show thank you for listening i've been dylan and i've been jessica bye